Physician assistants can play a key role in developing countries by providing needed health care services and education. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, your host, and with me today is Dr. Donald Peterson, a professor at the University of Utah School of Medicine, Physician Assistant Program, and past president of the Association of Physician Assistant Programs to discuss the opportunities for international volunteerism for physician assistants. Hi, Dr. Peterson. Welcome to ReachMD. Hi, Lisa. Nice to be with you. Dr. Peterson, what are the benefits of participating in an international volunteerism program? Well, certainly you have to look at activities that build capacity in a country and offer some sort of sustainable, ongoing activity for benefiting those in the country that the person might find themselves in. Are there program opportunities specifically for physician assistants seeking an international experience? With regards to formalized activities for physician assistants, the Physician Assistant Education Association has the International Affairs Committee, and they've been looking at developing guidelines. They do a survey every year and maintain a database of activities for students and for professionals. And the Physician Assistants for Global Health is a specialty group of the American Academy of Physician Assistants, and they likewise are looking into international practice opportunities for physician assistants. With regards to volunteerism, there is something that we're working on as part of the Physician Assistant Foundation, and it's a concept that I've called Global Partners, with a capital P-A in the partner, if you will. And so the tagline is Physician Assistants Meeting Global Health Needs Through Education and Clinical Care. And so the partnership is actually partnering with multinational corporations who more and more are understanding that they have a social responsibility in the countries where they operate. And who better than PAs with 80,000 of us now spread across all disciplines and a subset of those PAs very interested in giving back, in volunteering, in giving their time and their talents to help people in other countries or here domestically. And so the idea is to use the financial resources of the multinational corporations with the human resource that exists across the physician assistant profession to meet identified needs in those countries. So I'll take the example of Chevron. We had very good success with Chevron a dozen years ago utilizing the talents that PA students had Often we would have a respiratory therapist with 15 years of experience come to PA school or nurses or paramedics or pharmacists. You name it, we have it in the profession as students. We convinced Chevron at that time that they should underwrite the travel to bring a PA student that has a wealth of experience from a prior role. So while they're there learning tropical medicine and giving back, they can also teach And so that was a really neat paradigm that now we've applied to graduate PAs. And so we've had some really fruitful dialogue with Chevron as a starting point to develop the global partners concept. And so they have given us some seed money to start this, and we're doing a domestic program in the Houston area. So it's a partnership between the PA Foundation, the PA profession, and a multinational corporation that wants to help in the areas where they operate. So Global Partners is not international yet for PA opportunities, but is domestic currently? 
It's domestic currently with a pilot program, but we have, as recently as just last week, very productive dialogue about launching the international portion of Global Partners. And what international opportunities do you hope to provide with Global Partners? That's the unique part of this. It's not us dreaming something up to sell to a country, you know, trying to anticipate what the needs are. It's the companies that are operating in these countries that have a very good idea through their community engagement departments what the social needs are, what the healthcare needs are, what the environmental needs are. And that's kind of the triple bottom line these days with multinational corporations. It's the environment, it's the healthcare, and it's the social responsibility. And so they will come to us, at least the model that we've put together, they will come to us with a need. And for example, sterile technique needs to be taught to village birth attendants to have better outcomes. So we can mobilize our PAs that have signed up to be part of Global Partners then to give the two weeks, to give the four weeks of their time and talent with the underwriting of a company like Chevron to provide the travel and the room and board and the logistics for the classes and what have you. So I see it more as providing education, you know, truly building capacity as opposed to the provision of health care although it doesn't preclude the provision of health care as well, if that indeed is a need. Can we talk about some of the practice issues for PAs who are volunteering in these international settings? Does a PA need a supervising physician to practice while they're volunteering in another country? Yes. You know, just because we leave the borders of the U.S. doesn't mean that the model changes somehow. We are under this dependent umbrella, if you will. We practice as a team with our supervising physician. And the guidelines that were developed by the International Affairs Committee of the Physician Assistant Education Association makes that really very clear. That team concept should not be eroded. And so, again, just like the U.S., that supervising physician may not be at the same practice location but indeed needs to be available via telecommunications for that PA if there is a need for that. What about malpractice insurance? Is this an issue when you volunteer? My experience has been primarily in less developed countries, and that really is not a concept that we need to worry about. In fact, we've had trouble even trying to find a carrier that would provide any sort of malpractice coverage to a site in a, in a less developed or resource-poor country. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and I'm speaking with Dr. Donald Peterson, a professor at the University of Utah School of Medicine Physician Assistant Program and past president of the Association of Physician Assistant Programs. We are discussing physician assistant opportunities for international volunteerism. Dr. Peterson, what countries are the most common places for PAs to volunteer? Well, I'm not sure I can answer that in terms of the most common. I can share with you an experience I had after the 2004 tsunami. I was having a difficult time, you know, trying to connect with a relief agency. But fortunately, we had a network of friends through our international elective that we have in Thailand. And I did ask that they set something up for me. So I did go over about a week after the event and volunteer in southern Thailand above Phuket, about 
130 kilometers above Phuket in the Kalak area after the aftermath. And, you know, thinking I was going to be involved with survivors or outbreaks, malaria, and so on and so forth. But indeed, the Thai Ministry of Public Health did such a good job. There were no outbreaks. And, you know, a week or 10 days after the event, all the emergent cases were taken care of. And so I was asked to help with the bodies. And so I got involved at the makeshift morgue in uh, a Buddhist temple at Wat Yan Yao and worked there for three weeks, actually doing forensic work. And it was quite quite a remarkable experience, helping the Thai military with a couple of volunteer doctors that happened to find their way there. But we were involved taking ribs out of bodies for DNA analysis because it became very important because the Thai government decided to give each family that had lost a loved one a thousand U.S. dollars, so the DNA match became very important. And so that's where I found myself, kind of happenstance. But they're helping in any way I could and not thinking I had the best idea of how I could help or how I should help, but to be involved in an effort that was so, so needed at that time. And where did you live during your stay? I was about 10 minutes away from the temple in an older hotel, but a lot of the volunteers were actually in a tent city as well, close by to the temple. And were there communication barriers? We had Thai and U.S. interpreters there that that would help us, but once you knew the job, it went pretty smoothly. We would get truckloads of 40 and 50 bodies at a time. They would be laid out, and then the body bags would be opened up, and we would do our job. That was to take a rib for DNA analysis, and the other teams would do their job, the dental team, and the team that did identification, meaning photographs and so forth and so on which was quite disturbing, if you will, with bodies two, three, and four weeks old. And, you know, one of the reasons I went is our family lost a very dear friend of ours, a young girl who was 15 years old who was vacationing there with her family. I just happened to catch one of the CNN news shows when the father was an emergency room physician, saw his daughter's picture on the body board. Uh, and those were the pictures we were, you know, taking of the victims, if you will. In your experience, do other countries understand the role of a physician assistant? I think it sometimes is difficult, certainly because of the language barrier. But what I found rewarding is having the students involved, and they can then see how PAs work and are able to see what the benefits are. And what's very rewarding for me as well is to find those PA-like providers or those PA analogs, if you will, as I mentioned, the health extension officers in Papua New Guinea, the registered clinical officers in East Africa, the MAs in West Africa, and so forth, to see that we have these individuals that are so much like us. And then the idea of exchanges, the ideas of learning from each other and helping each other, to me, is quite remarkable. Interestingly, with the globalization of the profession, there is a a new federation that has been developed, the Federation of International Physician Assistant Educators. And at the the last, oh, three three or four conferences, national AAPA conferences and PAEA conferences, we've had delegations from various countries. 
again, the MAs, the registered clinical officers, and so forth, and then the representatives from physician assistant programs that are developing as physician assistant programs in other countries. And this group has decided to develop this federation that wouldn't be connected with the academy or with PAEA, but it would be on its own as a global collection of educators that are producing this type of provider that extends the reach of the physician, that works in the rural areas, works where the doctors perhaps won't go or aren't going. And to me, that is really, really exciting. They have a conference planned in September in South Africa. So we'll have representatives from the U.S., the U.K., Australia. But my hope is we'll also get to the table those similar providers from resource-poor countries that may not have the you know, wherewithal or the ability to, to fund those trips. And that's another, I think, role of the Global Partners Program is to have multinational corporations help in this regard to make sure we get these folks to the table as well. Let's talk about funding for a second. I know many PAs who have tried to volunteer or look into it, and there are time commitments that are out of reach for many people and expenses that are out of reach for many people. How do you go about finding experience now that fits within your time frame and something that's affordable for you or getting funding or a grant for your travels? Yeah, I mean, that that is difficult. I think the Physician Assistant Education Association could give some direction there, as well as the Academy. The PA Foundation, we have a global outreach program that was started in 2005. And to date, we've funded about 25 outreach projects. So these are projects or programs that involve either practicing PAs or PA students in other countries with the proviso that the program or project needs to be sustainable and needs to help build capacity in the country. So part of an ongoing program linking with an NGO that might be operational in the country of interest. But these 25 grant awards average about $8,000 have been in, I think, about 23 different countries. So sometimes they're student activities, sometimes they're graduate programs, quite remarkable things that our colleagues are doing around the world. I would like to thank my guest, Dr. Donald Peterson, for coming on the show. I'm PA Lisa DeAndre Linnell, and you've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Please visit our website at ReachMD.com, which features our entire library through on-demand podcasts. And thanks for listening.